crazy, baby, chill. Don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. Agenda is to push the hate. Separate and segregate, don't celebrate quite yet. The storm is coming, cue for heaven's sake. Violence that they demonstrate. Instigate and penetrate the values of our country. And our God is what they desecrate. My fighters ain't no featherweight. Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate. They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force. Forcing us to sit and wait till we come together. Congregate and then we liberate. Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate. Marching on the streets of blood till I see the golden gates. Troubadour, troubled souls, one of God's servants. Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpents. One Puppet show it stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh. Just digested, suspected something's going on. Chosen, just neglected, deflected by some breaking news. Oh, we just accepted, expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objectives, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. I'm read it in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Lying out of sheep, only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take this on the cheap. Nah, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome my position. Or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness. Oh, one day This puppet show, it stays on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh.
big show it stays on because of you fools we've been dancing with the devil way too long i know it's fun but get ready to pay your dues Whoa. Finally see the truth God, we need you now everybody it's pastor randy here with made free church and made free church idaho uh, weezer idaho and uh reformpastor.net you know I, guys I, I hope that you guys are having a great morning i know i am uh you know i always have a great morning especially you know when i get into prayer before i come on and stuff like that it, it's such a blessing you know to me to be here with you guys today if you guys want to comment go ahead and comment i'll be looking at my comment box once we get started um and so uh let's uh, just an announcement before we get started uh guys if you guys need prayer please go to madefreechurch.org we are a praying church so we believe in the power and so and and, and we believe in, in in prayer we believe in the power of prayer and all that good stuff man so We'd be honored and, and to pray for you. If you just go, there's a little prayer request tab right on the website. Put in your prayer request. It goes out to our team. We have a full intercessory prayer team that's set up to pray over your prayer requests and stuff. So um, let me see something real quick. I've been having problems with my, uh, my audio, so I want to make sure that this is going on good. So... Uh, wow, this thing's going slow. Um, I 
Not doing what I wanted to do, guys. <laughs> Let's go here. It's loading very slow to this morning, so bear with me. Hey, if you guys can hear me, just uh, shout out on the comments so you can hear me. Because um, I'm having issues with my audio right now. So, um, you guys that are on Facebook or YouTube. It's really slow, man. It's really crazy. Okay, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thanks, Michelle. I appreciate that. Good morning to you. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so uh, let's get into this, man. We're going to be uh, continuing continuing our study uh, through Romans. We're going to be in Romans chapter 11, verses 23 through 36. Um, so guys, um, let's just get into prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. All right, can you guys hear me now? All right, I think it's going. Sweet. Hey, Michelle, can you hear me? Okay, can you hear me now? Nope, she's gone. Give me one sec, guys. It's going through my computer, so I know the mic's on. Oh, there we go. That's probably a good thing right there. All right. Hopefully, you guys can hear me now. All right. Now that you guys can hear me. <laughs> Alright, so, what I mean, the enemy just doesn't want me doing anything this morning. So, just you guys, just, you know, uh, for the guys on, 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 uh, still nothing, silent? You guys can't hear me at all?
Well, I can I can hear it uh, through my phone, so I guess you guys can hear me. So let's just go through this, man. You know, um, sorry guys on the podcast and everything. Just like I said, I'm having issues with my mic and and all that stuff. So kind of bear with me, okay? And it looks like the podcasting stuff is going, so it's all good. So I'm just gonna keep going through. So you know, students of the Bible know these verses. Uh, have caused a lot of discussion and disagreement in the Christian church and and more than one phrase more than more than one phrase in this passage has provoked rigorous analysts right for instance the phrase uh, all all Israel will be saved is one of them and what does that mean right what does that really mean you know it, there are some who believe that this phrase means that, one day the nation of Israel as a political entity will be grafted into the church and that every Israel will be saved, right? And um, so other believers believe that the phrase refers to a future generation, uh, you know, when, when, you know, before the end, God will bring a tremendous influx of the Jewish people who believe in Jesus into his kingdom, right? I gotta check again, guys. Sorry. Jeez. Yeah, okay, we're good. All right. So, you know, um, you know, others believe that this is, it's, this verse simply states that God will continue to deal with the Jews of Israel, uh, generation after generation, that once, uh, we get to the end of time. Uh, we will look back to see a great commutative uh, 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 work that God has done among his ancient people in all generations. And still others look at this passage and say, well, really, it doesn't give us any hope at all for Israel in the future. Paul is really just saying that all the church will be saved both jewish christians and gentile christians will be saved this isn't speaking necessarily of the future of the ethnic israel well you know having heard that you might be tempted to say well look if all these scholars and professors and great commentators on scripture over all the generations can't figure this out how can you expect me to figure this out and more importantly, how can I get anything of a practical use of this passage? Well, I want to say, in spite of what may continue to do, scratch our heads at, right? There is a core teaching in these verses that is as clear and as practical as the day is long, right? Paul is summarizing his grand argument here in Romans 11 he is making it clear that no one could have guessed God's plan of salvation for the Gentiles and for the Jews uh, Jewish people unless God himself revealed it this plan is so amazing that no one could have come up with it on his own and no one could have seen it ahead of time and figured it out had not God revealed us to us to us in his word and in teaching us that, Paul has several important lessons for us today and through time. Paul says in verses 23 to 24, 
even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in, for God has the power to graft them in again. For if you were cut off from what is by nature a wild olive tree and grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, the natural branches, be grafted back into their own olive tree? See, Paul is making, Paul makes a very clear argument here, right? And it, and it goes like this. If God could have worked for the salvation of the Gentiles so that those who were not a people became a people and those who were not part of the olive tree were grafted into the olive tree then it will be a lot easier for God to regraft those of his ancient people who trust in Jesus Christ back into the olive tree Paul's asserting that all Jewish people who embrace Christ by faith will be grafted into the body of Christ right He's holding out a firm hope for all Jews and he is speaking equivocally about God's ability to save. Notice again, Paul puts God's ability to save in verse 23 and, and it says this, and then even they, if they do not continue uh, in their unbelief, will be grafted in for God has the power to graft them in again. See, Paul is emphasizing the sovereignty of God, right? He is saying that there is nothing that is beyond God's ability. He is emphasizing God's ability to save those who are lost. He is emphasizing God's ability to save those who have seemed hard to the truth of the gospel. You see, what, what a comforting message it is for us today, right? There are a few of you who have loved ones who, who there's, you know, let's put it in this perspective. There are a few of you out there who love the Lord Jesus Christ and also have family members and friends who do not know and love Jesus Christ. And they're not believers. And some of them have a very hardness to them to the gospel. And 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 we bring it and when and when we bring it up, they say, Look, we're friends. Let's keep our friendship. Don't mention that. We we shake our head and we wonder if God can save them. But Paul's emphatically saying God has the ability to save. God is the source of salvation. He is sovereign in salvation and there's no one who is too hard for him to save. Right? You know, I, I heard today uh, on uh, uh, you know, uh, Jack Hibbs, Pastor Jack, he was, he was talking about the, the power of prayer and, 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 and continue to pray for those who are unsaved to continue to pray because if we believe that God is sovereign right then he has the ability to save and, and he is the source of salvation and he's sovereign in salvation and there's not anyone too hard or too difficult that he can't save so God is sovereign and 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 what an encouragement that is to us, right? That that maybe you have been praying for years, like like Monica, you know Augustine's mom, right? Who who hasn't seen results, and 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 you need to remember what Paul says here. God is able to save. Augustine became huge in 
in the beginning of the Re the Reformation, his mom, Monica, prayed for him for years. But that's not all what, what, what Paul says. Paul doesn't say that God's sovereign in salvation at the expense of the requirement of faith. Look again what he says in verse 23. If they do not continue in their unbeliefs. You see, Paul is emphasizing the necessity of faith in Jesus Christ, right? He's not saying that God is, he's not saying that God is able to save and maybe he's going to save some in some way other than faith in Jesus Christ. He's not saying that. He doesn't say, well, in, in case, in, in the case of, of faith in, in Christ, doesn't matter. Nor does he say, since God is able to save, it doesn't matter whether you believe or not. Right? A lot of people think that they're going to heaven because that's just because we're a Christian nation, right? That, that, that's just how people think. I, I'm going to heaven. Really? You sure about that? Right? Now, Paul always emphasizes God's sovereignty and our responsibilities side by side without compromising either. Right? Let me put it this way. Paul always emphasizes God's sovereignty, but not at the expense of our responsibility. Right? Let me put it in uh, completely another way. Paul emphasizes the sovereignty of God in salvation. He is the source. He is the one who saves without denying that we must believe without denying that we must respond to the gospel by faith. And he's the only one that gives us that to do that. So we have to be really, really understandable here. We got to understand this, right? Both of those truths that he sees as simultaneous truth, neither to be deemed or de-emphasized. So he holds both sovereignty and responsibility together. See, it's, it's all an act of God, right? Second, God is revealing his plan of salvation. Look at uh, verse 25. He says, I got to check this one more time, guys. Okay, we're still live. <clears throat> um, let's look at verse 25. He says, lest you be wise in your own sight, I want you to understand this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. See, in verse 25, Paul Paul does four things here, right? First, he tells us that he does not want us to be uninformed about the things that he is talking about. If it, it, it as Paul, you know, like clears his throat and he goes, you know, I want you to understand this mystery. So, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm so thankful that he did because we might be very tempted to say, you know, this is very confusing and I don't really need to know about this. And second, Paul tells us why he doesn't want us to be uninformed about it because of this truth. He says it impacts our, hum uh, our, our humility, right? How does he put it? Lest you be wise in your own sight. Right, you see, some of the Gentile Christians were wise in their own sight, with the regard of what God was doing with the Jews. Right, and third, Paul says 
that God is dealing with the Gentiles and Jews in his salvation, in his plan of salvation, is a mystery. Now, Paul uses the word mystery here. Don't think of like an Agatha Christie or, or you know, a, a novel or something, right? Right? For Paul, a mystery is an open secret. If I can use that as an oxymoron, right? It is something that once was concealed, but which is now revealed, right? It is something that we could not have understood unless God revealed us to us in his word, right? But once it is revealed us to us in his word, it is to be declared openly to everybody, right? It, it, it's not just something that uh, just for super Christians to understand. It's something for everyone to understand. It's something that every Christian minister is to proclaim in his preaching. Finally, Paul says that what, what God has done with Israel in their rejection of the Messiah has referenced his work of salvation amongst the Gentile, he says, a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. See, God's strategy is that the Jews experience the hardening in order that the Gentiles might be blessed with God's salvation. Right? Paul says that he says this in eleven twenty six a. He says, and in this way Israel will be saved. You know, it it, it seems to me that. All the Israel refers to the elect Jews throughout the ages. I, I, I do not believe that it refers to the the, nat, the nation of or the national Israel, right? Uh, it, you know, it is manifestly clear that not all Jews will be saved. However, just as Paul refers to all believers as Israel of God in Galatians 16, uh, 6.16, right? Uh, so it seems to me that all Israel refers to the elect Jews through the throughout the ages. They, the elect Jews throughout the ages, will be saved, right? So, third, how should the Gentile church view Israel? You know, Paul says in, in verses 28 and 29, as regards to the, the gospel, they are enemies of God for the for for your sake, but as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So, the Jews at the time of Paul's letter in the Romans, and even today, were enemies of the gospel, right? They did not believe it. They did not embrace it. Nevertheless, they were the spiritual root of our salvation. We are to love them because Abraham, Isaac, Jacob are our, our, our spiritual fathers were Jews, right? Paul is teaching many practical lessons in this in, in this passage. Paul is emphasizing for the umpteenth time that wherever where you if, whether you are a Jew or a Gentile, right? If you reject Christ, you're an enemy with God. You know, that's not politically correct to say it today, right? 
it seems a little bit out of date and intolerant. And maybe you've heard people over the last, you know, over the last, you know, few years saying people that believe things like the bomb bombing of the World Trade Centers, or um, if you really believe that your God is the only God and He is the only way, well, you're intolerant and you're a purveyor of hatred in this world. See, and, and that's what they say today. See, you know, we sit here in in, in our in our cushy homes and our cushy offices and and all that stuff. And and guys, we're gonna get attacked, and that attack is gonna come, and it's gonna come very big. And it's coming, right? And I'm gonna say, guys, and you guys are gonna probably say, well, you didn't say nothing about Queen Elizabeth. Well, she was a believer, so we're gonna see her in heaven, right? And 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 stuff but I'll, I'll 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 take care of that at the end right first and foremost is god's word right and then we'll we'll talk about that so what paul is saying is that if you're not a friend of christ you're his enemy if you have not embraced the one true god through jesus christ our lord he is at enmity with you that is what Paul is saying, and it's very, very crystal clear. Someone might say, well, Jesus would never say anything like that. Well, listen to Jesus in Matthew 12, 30. Whoever is not with me is against me. Now, that is some contorted, small-minded, narrow-minded, mean-spirited, fundamentals like extremists. That's Jesus Christ our Lord. Whoever is not with me is against me. <coughs> now, if what Jesus says is true, and it is, that there is one God, and that he is loved and worshipped and experienced only through Jesus Christ, then to say otherwise would be, in fact, an ultimate act of hate. If he is the only way to salvation and I tell you and, and I tell you that any way it will do, then that is unloving because it's wrong. Right? There there's there's we don't have an Oprah Winfrey thing here. Not not all the roads lead to God. Not our religions are the same. Not you know, there's only one way to God and that's through Jesus Christ. Why do you think Christianity and, and is so hated? Because this is what we preach, guys, right? Faith is a gift. Faith is the most unnatural thing that there is in this fallen world. Faith isn't something that is innate in the human heart. Faith is, is an exotic transplant into the human soul. And if Gentile Christians put themselves up and say, ultimately the difference between us and between the Jewish people is that they failed to believe and we believe. See, they have failed to realize that God gives faith. Faith is grace, and it's the great and, and it's the greatest of graces, right? And fourth, let, let let's notice God's method and goal here, right? Paul says in verses thirty and thirty-one: For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they have too. They have now been disobedient in order that mercy be uh, mercy shown to you. They also may now receive mercy, right? The whole point 
is that the two are being brought into one. One family, one temple, one house, one tree, one olive tree. God is bringing believing Jews and believing Gentiles together, making them into one family. This is one body, this one people for himself. For thousands of years, the Gentiles did not, did not know mercy. But now they have been shown mercy as a result of the disobedient Jews. And in turn, those Jews who believe in Jesus Christ will be shown mercy and all will be built into one spiritual house. So Paul shows us an amazing, intricate, surprising plan of God. Why? Because he wants us to admire the wisdom and the intricacy and the surprising character of God's plan of redemption. You know, we, we, we could have never made that up. We could have never guessed it. We could have never written that into the story of redemption. Only God could have created such a plan. God's goal is among his people, Jews and Gentile, is reflected in the exchange of his saving plan. What happens to Israel impacts the Gentile, and what happens to the Gentile impacts Israel. So fifth, God has mercy and even judgment, right? Paul says in verse 32, for God has co-signed all to disobedience that he may have mercy on all. Now, Paul, Paul points, Paul, Paul's point is this, that there was a time when the Gentiles and Jews had been disobedient even in those times, God was at work for the mercy in order to show mercy to both Jew and Gentile. Paul is again showing us this that might admire the overwhelming mercy that pervades God's plan. Even in this severe judgment against Israel, because of her unbelief, God has a purpose for his mercy. Now, I need to pause here and, and, and say very quickly that this passage gives absolutely no comfort to universalists, right? Those who teach that all, in fact, are saved. The idea is totally out of accord with what Paul is saying in the context of the passage. And, of course, it is also out of accord with what Paul says everywhere else. All people are going to hell unless God has mercy on some. They will be given the gift of faith and they and they only will be saved. People don't want to hear that today. Oh, all are saved. All, all, all are going to heaven. Then why is there a hell? Right? Why is there a hell? So, let's talk about six, right? We'll, we'll get into that later, guys, okay? Just so you guys know, we're going to get into that later. Paul concludes uh, his section with a magnificent doxology he says in verses 33 through 36 on the depth oh the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of god how unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable are his ways for who has known the mind of the lord or who has been his counselor or who has been 
who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid for from him for from him and through him and to him all things are all things to him be the glory forever amen occasionally preachers come across this passage of scripture and feel that they're supremely incapable for doing it justice you know we tremble like little men when we come to passages like that right sometimes you know their beloved passages which people which the people of god have treasured up in their hearts for years you know that they're familiar and and it's hard to do justice to a passage where we have you know for years and years treasured for for memory and and specialness associated to our minds and this is one of those passages you know this great doxology is compact the prowess is beautiful the content is shot through with significance Paul bursts out with the ascriptions of praise and honor and glory to God. Paul lifts up this doxology to God, perhaps spontaneously as it reflected on the glorious truths in which he had been writing down under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Paul meant, Paul meant not to only praise God, but he gives us an example how to praise God in the book and there's a book in the Old Testament named after the author whose name means who is like God the book is Micah you know and it's a somber book because Micah is lived in the evil days and his message was one of divine judgment the people had sinned and they if they, they would not repent and the judgment was certain to come upon them but Micah is not all about judgment and towards the end of his prophecy Micah asks a question that conveys his name right and he says who is like who is God like you in Micah 7 18 he answers exactly as Paul answers the same implied question at the end of Romans 11 who is God like you Give me one sec. My my, there it is. Who is God like you? Pardoning iniquity, passing over transgressions, right? For the remnant of his inheritance, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in his steadfast love. He will gain again, have compassion on us, and he will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depth of the sea and you will show faithfulness to Jacob and steadfast love to Abraham as you sworn to our fathers in the days of old. Micah chapter 7, 18-20 See, if we, if, if God were like us, right, he would never have shown mercy in the first place. For the people in Micah's day, in fact, in any day, did not deserve it. If he were like us, even if he showed mercy at one time, he would have he would have ceased to show mercy later, because the people would have exhausted his patience. But the Lord is, but God is not like us. 
I thank God for that. God is God, and there's no one like him. He says in Exodus 34, 6-7, he says, The Lord, the Lord, a, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and bounding and steadfast and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty. If God were not like that, there would be no hope for any of us. We would all perish. But he is like that, so we have hope. Think about that for a minute. And learn to praise him for it, right? Sorry for all the, the, the problems that we've had today and the, and the mic and stuff like that. Um, it's been, I've been having issues. I think I probably need a new microphone or whatever. So guys, please pray, pray for that. Uh, maybe I might just retire this mic for a little while and get out one of my other ones, but which is cheaper it'll probably sound crappy but sometimes you just need to do that all right guys uh just a couple announcements before we end here guys we planted a church here in idaho and you know we need your support and your prayers um so if you guys can go to madefreechurch.org look for the made free church idaho tab go there and check us out there we mostly need prayers you know we need your prayers i've been hugely under spiritual attack since I've been out here in Idaho and, and uh, I just kind of like you've been praying to break free of it and stuff like that so if you guys can pray for me that would be great because it's intense and it's constant um, so if you guys can pray for me that would be great I'd love you for it too right All right. so I put up the wrong ticker, ticker. um You know what? I'm just, guys, thanks for watching, man. You know, thanks for watching today. Um, God bless you guys. Um, you know, with all the, all the problems with the mics and tickers and stuff, man, it's just been kind of hard. Anyway, um, but thank you for, guys, for watching and being here. You know, we love you and, and thank you for your support. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, for all that you do all that you have done and all that you're going to do. We love you and we worship. Bless our hands and feet today as we go and we do our thing today, Lord, at work, school, whatever. And just bless today, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, God bless you. You guys have a great day. Oh, yeah, I, wanted, I almost forgot. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you know, when it comes to... to Queen Elizabeth, she was she was a, a mighty woman of God, and she was, and and I'm sure we'll see her in heaven. And, and our and our condolences go out to the royal family and stuff like that. But I'm not going to call her her Majesty or her Highness, right? Because that goes to God and Jesus Christ. So I'm not going to call her that. And if that's disrespectful, I'm sorry, but not her Majesty. It's Majesty goes to God and God alone. Right, but out of respect for the royal family here at Made Free Church, we're praying for you guys, and we are so sorry for you guys' loss. But God gets gained because that—that's where she's at. All right, all right, guys. God bless. Oh, and, and guys, we do have a uh, a thing coming up. It's called Five Solars Radio. So check go to fivesolarradios.com and check out updates and stuff like that. All right, God bless.